Hey everyone, welcome back. It's a fine Thursday. What's up, what's up everyone? I hope you're all doing good. How are you all feeling out there? I'm feeling pretty good, Akeem. I mean, you didn't ask me, but you asked everybody else. I mean, I'm sorry, Cindy. How are you doing today? I'm doing... You know, I'm not doing well. You didn't see what the Shade Room posted last week? What the Shade Room posted? They said, what they say? Just Wanna Rock is the new Philly anthem. I saw that. Mm. I did see that. Mm. What? I mean, why? <laughs> who said that? Like, who got approved to post that? And you didn't hear what Meek said back? What Meek said back? Meek sang Dreams and Nightmares over Just Wanna Rock. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. And he said, go ahead and try it. Yeah. I mean, but, like, you can't compare, like, a song that just came out to, like, a song that's, like, an anthem. That's what, you know I'm, what saying, I'm saying, bro. This is what they enter the Super Bowl with. But they're saying that come Sunday, they're playing Just Wanna Rock. I don't know. I feel like we're we're starting unnecessary beef, and I don't like that. No, yeah. I, just because I just want to rock. And, and this is no shade to, like, Lil Uzi. Right, what, right. Whatsoever. Like, if you're watching this, Lil Uzi, please, please. No no, no shade to you. We, Giving we day love the song. is next week. I just want to rock. Ah, ah, body, yeah, yeah. Ah, ah, body, yeah. Great song, great song. But we're just saying, like, you can't, that's like, I don't know, that's like comparing. Never mind. Let me not get into that. That's like comparing what? Let it be a Beyonce song you're trying to do. I'm going to hit you. No, I was going to say, like, comparing people's, like, effect to, like, a culture versus, like, if they just got in the culture. Right. Like, I think about Nicki Minaj, for example. Okay. And so, <laughs> this would be real spicy real quick. <laughs> real think, spicy food. I think. Y'all know how I feel <laughs> some about people, Some people out there. But I think about, like, Nicki Minaj. Are you a Nicki fan? Pull up in a Sri Lanka. And everything that's happening with her and, like, all the controversy controversies that's going on and i'm not saying like i'm not gonna get into that but what i will say is that like nikki like sometimes you can't compare nikki to some of these well not even sometimes you can't really compare nikki to some of these new girls because like nikki was on her own i mean but i feel like we can't even be comparing her to like some of the oldies either like nikki created an entire yeah new version of like what hip-hop and rap means especially as a black she got rapper. on somebody she got on somebody else's track two two men that have been in the game for a long time have already had their name right ate both of them up on this track ate them up for breakfast lunch and dinner sure. like what pull up in a monster automobile gangster yeah yeah what about yeah. that came for training like what what first things first i'll eat your brain that i'm gonna start working go teeth to things because that's what a monster do uh-huh. I'm gonna, uh, uh, pull his shirt pull his shirt pull his shirt <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Never mind. Ah, I don't want to pull that shit. Monster. But, uh, you know what song I liked for her? Uh, stupid bleep. You're a stupid bleep. I've never heard that song. H O E. You was. Yeah, you was. You was. I like yeah, what she's saying. She's like, uh, you're a stupid. She goes so high. I'm not doing that song. Mm. Okay. Anyway. Anyways, anyways. Wow, welcome that was back such a tangent <laughs> to the Black Oval. We Thank hope you. you all everything is good. We missed you guys. We love having these conversations with y'all, you right? Because even though it's just me and Sydney talking in the booth, we we feel like we have these conversations with y'all, especially with the people that sit outside the booth. Because not gonna lie, y'all be eating us up. I'm not gonna lie. Every time, I mean, every time we play a song, we step out. Y'all got something negative to say, not not negative, negative or positive, but you always got something. Spump something to say, and I think that's the point of Black Oval. Like, if you're not saying something about it, and we love it, and we love it, and right. we love it. Yeah. If you're not saying something about Black Oval before, during, or after the show, what were you, you listening here? to Black Oval? What you was here for? You know, 
you tune in. Anyways, last week's episode was Ooh, not spicy. Messy. Huh? We have different words. Let's try it again. One, two, two three. three. Spicy. Messy. We'll do this a one more time Ready? again. One, get it, right. two, get it right. Get it right. Ready? One, one two, two, three. three. Spicy. Messy, messy on whose part? Because Yours. no, I yes. wasn't. I was asking the questions that the were people wanted silent? to ask. Were you silent or were, or were you, you silenced? silenced? That's what got me. That was good. No, it wasn't. We're it was, good. We're good. <laughs> it was scary. But, I mean, we talked, we gave a little synopsis about what episode three would be. And for episode three, we did use our Instagram page at The Black Oval. And if you are wanting or willing to follow the page, go ahead. You do not have to do so under yeah. any circumstance. But during the Instagram page, we posted a quote or an Instagram poll, and the question was, um, what's your experience as a black student at Rollins? Mm -hmm. So we posted that twice, and right. we got some really good feedback. We did. And so what's happened to that a little bit once we get into the episode a little right, bit more? Right, right. Get y'all to see it. But really, I don't know. I feel like last week we left off on, like, a cliffhanger in a sense. Because, what way? Because I just feel like we had just got, we, we had just got started. We just got a good, mm -hmm. like, the people were getting the tea that they wanted. Did they? Because they told me they wasn't satisfied. Exactly. But, I mean, we ran out of time. By the, by the time I actually opened up and really told y'all what the, <laughs> what what yeah. happened. You did it on purpose. I, I know I did because I'm media trained. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Because you get it from the best. Michelle. But um, Cindy. <laughs> but, no, I will you say. You left it real hard over there. I will say, though, um, last, week, last week's episode was kind of, in a sense, healing. I don't want to use that word. But Ooh. For me, it kind of okay. it kind of felt good just because of the fact that like I have never like really talked about that openly, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and even though I didn't really like say a lot, a lot, I still said some things more than I usually would have said. So, right. I don't know. It just felt real different because and even though some people weren't satisfied, especially some people out there, some people with glasses and a white shirt with some gray pants. Wait, who are we talking about? <laughs> you see who I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Kayvon for the night. Thank you for tuning in, Kayvon. Hold it down. It felt good. But like like I said, but just because of the fact that like once because of the way we had to move last semester, especially with the, during the election yes. season, yes. we weren't truly able to like <laughs> they listened to it now. We weren't truly able to um really talk about what we had to go through or or the different things and like right. how certain people were lying on us and like how or like just everything that even, like, with me that I went through as, like, the first black vice president last year. Like, just seeing the things, how we do that. But anyways, so let's get into today's episode. Mm -hmm. Thank and, you for the recap, Akeem. And so today's episode is Being Black at Rollins. Being Black at Rollins. And I think I will introduce the three points that we're going to touch on tonight's episode. So the first is going to be the division among black Rollins. So black Rollins, we're going to define it for y'all, is everyone who is black and or identifies as black Listen, who attend Rollins. Have, but we do have one specific friend group that we call black Rollins on the side. But we won't Okay, we're that. not going to get into that because they don't need to know about my business. <laughs> yeah, Thank we, you. We, we my yours. <laughs> we won't get into that. <laughs> but black Rollins, for those listening tonight, the definition for Akeem and I is if you are a black student um, and black self-identifying student who attend the illustrious Rollins College of Winter Park, Florida, you are a part of Black Rollins. Now, Black Rollins has different subsections. People have their own cliques, their own niches, whatever, whatever. We're going to get into that just a little bit later. The second point that we're going to talk about is more like the academic scene of being a Black student and history of like 
black students attending Rollins, uh, BSU, CSA, different organizations with predominantly high uh, black members uh, going to Rollins. And then the third will be for us to give you real tea, real spill. How do we feel? Do we feel like we're divided? Do we feel like we're united? Child, I'll tell you right now how I feel. How what? you feel then? How you feel? No, actually, we, we can wait a little bit for that. Uh-oh. Oh, uh-oh. uh-oh. Actually, some up. special guests outside the booth. Big shout-out to Mr. Robert for always holding it down. Big shout-out to Madam Secretary for doing what she needs so to do. Savannah uh, Nurse. Come on. But anyways, before we get into all of that, you know, Cindy, I was thinking about, like, one day we need to go on a vacation. Ah, uh, I want to go to France. Paris? I heard the boys were in Paris. I heard the people be in Paris. I heard the girls were in Paris. I heard the... In Paris. Come on, everyone. This is Blank in Paris by Jay-Z and Kanye West. Thank you. All right, everyone. That was Blank in Paris. I think it said the girls in Paris. I think it said them boys in Paris. I think it said Akeem and Cindy in Paris. Yes, sir. Thank you. All righty, so let's go ahead and just jump right into it. Okay. Is Black Rollins divided? What do you think, Akeem? Yes or no? On a scale of 1 to 10? No, no, no. I asked a question. Yes or no? Is Black Rollins divided? Absolutely. Okay. Now you got to ask me the same question. Hey, Cindy. Yeah. Is Black Rollins divided? Definitely, bruh. Definitely. You can't sit here and tell me that Black Rollins isn't divided. But I think the real question we need to be asking ourselves is how is it divided? In what way do you think it's divided? Personally, I think the division of Black Rollins stems from three main things. Class year. Okay. Interest. Okay. And experience. Okay. So year, interest, experience. So year. Yeah. Yeah. Start with year. I mean, because we are all in like different class years, Mm -hmm. already there's just like the hierarchy of like senior versus freshman, junior versus freshman. I don't think it should necessarily be there, Mm -hmm. but like it does exist. Mm -hmm. In terms of interest, we all like different things. Right. Which leads and bleeds into our experiences. We all come from different backgrounds. Some of us are suburban white folk. Some Let's of just us call it a, a spade a spade, call it a spade right. a spade. Some of us come from different neighborhoods in which like everybody looked like us, sounded like us, and acted like us. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing. And then some of us are not even from the states originally. Some of us are from different countries, whether it's in the Caribbean, whether it's coming out of Africa, whether it's coming from like Europe. We're just a nice melange of different things. And I feel like because we have different experiences, we interpret each situation differently, Mm -hmm. which causes or further divides us. For sure. And hmm, what do I want to say to add on to that? I think you you did well with that. Thank you. I also think, hmm, I think there's a division in Black Rollins just just because of, like, the way certain people are in general. Oh, you trying to say they stink? Some of them are. Just because, like, I'm not going to... Okay, so I won't say, like, I don't want everyone to be like me or, like, just be a person that, you know, when they see you or you have to smile at everybody you see. But um, but the thing about it is it's just, like, some people are just naturally stank. Like, No, some of y'all are rude. Like, are I rude. walk by and y'all look at me up and down. Like, you see my dirty new balances? Sorry, I'm going through something. And then, boom, like, you guys keep walking by and then be the same people to be like, oh, I just don't feel like I'm welcome. Well, you're not making it a welcoming environment if you're only adding to that. And then you're also just, like, not making the effort to want to be, like, you're not making the effort to, like, 
be welcoming as well. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, because I feel like that's another problem with some people here. They feel as if like you have to, somebody has to come reach you, meet you where you're at in order for you to like be welcome. And yes, meeting people where they're at sometimes is beneficial, but there's only so much a person can do before they're like, okay, what are you going to do now? Because you can't just sit there. You can't just be sitting in your room after like countless people are coming up to you, trying to get you involved mm-hmm. or meaning you allowing you to meet new people. Mm-hmm. But then you're still sitting in your room like, oh, I don't have nobody or mm-hmm. like, and I know there, there are levels to it too. I, I won't just like disregard right, right. and validate that. But what I will say is that a lot of times some of y'all just, not, I don't want to say y'all play the victim, but some of y'all just play the victim. And I also feel like this is an important time to give one of my hottest takes of the school year. Y'all always, always go off of on like BSU and say that they're not doing enough to support the black folk on Rollins. You guys go off on CSA saying they're not doing this and that. You guys love to bash the organizations. The, The entire purpose of them was to promote community to make sure that we are bonded together regardless of our different interests classes and backgrounds so at the end of the day i don't feel as though like you can blame an entire organization right now something that i'm working on personally is instead of saying like x is the problem i'm saying their name it's not rollins that's the problem it's certain people at rollins it's not bsu that's the problem it's It's certain certain people people in bsu BSU. it's not csa that's the problem it's certain Certain people in csa CSA. yeah it's not an entire organization that's going to do y'all y'all mean to tell me uh, an organization that has a membership of 60 plus people all of them dart down on you that don't make no sense to me i think also too what we have to realize is like with these organizations and clubs, what their purpose is. Like, once again, there it is to build community, but we have to realize that these clubs and organizations only meet, only meet maybe, like, two weeks, every every other week, bi-weekly. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing in that between time to make those connections and, right. make those, and become, like, in community with other people? Right. These organizations, once again, at the end of the day, they are student organizations. So there's certain things that they must do in order for them to be counted as a student organization. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that they must like uphold, certain standards that they must uphold, especially being like um student organizations, cultural organizations. Right. Just because of the fact that like there's already so much more pressure on top of on top of like you just being a regular student org because now you're representing a marginalized community. Yeah. And administration is always not even administration, but the institution is already looking at you as though like you're the t- you're you're the spokesperson right. for that community, so there, it already comes with that pressure. You know what I'm saying? So like, and especially like, let's think about being black. BSU. What did we talk about last week? They see sometimes people at this school, people at this institution, see blackness as a monolith. And so if we as an organization, or is, if BSU as an organization, sorry I say we because I was the vice president last year. If BSU as an organization is looking crappy, let's just use crappy. It's gonna make it seem like that's how that's because we as black people run our organization, black people are crappy. Right. You see what I'm saying? So it there's certain, a lot. So there's certain things that like professionally that those student organizations have to do. Yes. You and, know what I'm saying? And I think that's where like the market is definitely missed. missed yeah. Um, earlier today, Akeem and I were in the archives down in Olin. Big shout out to the amazing Rachel Walton Come for helping on, us out, uh, <laughs> sorting through <laughs> some of the archival uh, documents. And so we were reading through like the original list of well, let's call it demands, but there's like a more particular name um, that BSU presented to Student Affairs, right? Mm-hmm. And so 
It's amazing to see that an entire organization, they were able to not only come together to form a list of like, these are the things in which like we would like to see the school help us with. You see how they organize themselves. And I'm sure that other cultural orgs throughout Rollins have done something similar. Right. Hold on. Stay with me. Because this ties directly back into the division of Black Rollins. I'm listening. I'm listening. The creation and purpose of these organizations is to do what? Build community. These orgs have fought tirelessly both in the past in the present and will forever keep doing it in the future to make sure that community is there. Whether you feel that the community is there or not, that's dependent on your own experience, not with the organization, but with who? The people. Come on. So you need, if you feel that yes, and you agree with our earlier sentiment of Black Rollins is divided, who's creating the division? Who do you feel is the reason why you don't feel comfortable on campus among the same people who look like you and may or may not have similar interests. Yeah. And also another reason why I think black Rollins is divided. Great point. That was, that was a little read. That was come on. I do this every Thursday, seven to eight. But another reason why I think black Rollins is divided is just because, because of the hurt that goes with, that comes with being a black student, not only at Rollins, but mm. at a PWI in general. Mm. Because at the point, there's a point where in which a person learns the system, you know what I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. like learns how to get through it. Whether that be they find their people or they know how to maneuver mm-hmm. just to get by. They, they already have this in their mind, they already have this in their headspace. So they're thinking to themselves now, like when there's somebody new that comes into the space. Yeah. Oh, I had to get out of the mud, so you got to get out of the mud, too. Right. But what does that do? That's restarting the cycle. Uh, recidivism, bro. Come on. That's just straight philosophy terms for you you're, guys. You're like, allowing, by you allowing for the same person, for the person that comes after you to deal with the same things that you had to deal with, I don't want to say that's selfish because I don't it want... It is, though. I'm going to call a spade a spade. To me, it's selfish. To me, it's selfish just because of the fact that, like, it shows It shows to me that... And, and once again, I don't want to... I don't want to unrecognize or like just not look at the hurt that a person might have gone through at an institution because sometimes it is hard. It can be hard being the only one. Definitely. We're not hard. dismissing yeah. that. We're not, we're not dismissing that. But what we're saying is, hmm, what are we saying? What we're saying is by you not, by you having that mindset of if I have to get out of mud, they get out of the mud. We're, you're being, being a black person. It's not, it's not just me. It's not just I, it's not just you. It's a we thing. Mm-hmm. Because what one person goes through, somebody else is going to go through. Not it might not be in the same exact way. Right, but it's a similar we, experience. It's a, it's a similar experience. And that it's going to continue to happen and nothing's going to get better. Mm-hmm. Nothing is going to have any progress because of that mindset. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. Yeah. I uh, wholeheartedly do. And so that's why I think it's like my hottest take of the year. And if anyone does have qualms with it, please feel free if you are already following the Black Oval at the Black Oval on Instagram. And we do have a TikTok too, which we'll put all in like our link tree in our bio and everything. Um, Big shout out to our. Um, please, you know, I was about to give a drum roll. department chair, social media coordinator, everything and above. Brie. The extraordinaire. Brie. Call her Marty. 242? Don't call her Fred. 242? Not Fred. Sorry. The Bahamas. Not, not too much. I'm, I'm already knowing. I'm already knowing. The Bahamas. Mm, I see I see Milan out there. 242? Her sister, Bahamian sister. Ooh. I'm talking about some Bahamian. Ooh. <laughs> Please. Y'all oh, my gosh. Y'all don't get me. Please don't get me. I had a long 242. day. 242? I had a long day. Okay. And, all right. So let's, let's keep going. Thank you. So, But, yeah, that's just, like, how we are feeling. I mean, I think... 
if you are feeling that certain people in an organization that you look towards to provide that community, that to provide that support wasn't there, personally, I'm a big person on confrontation. And confrontation does not necessarily have to be negative, And it doesn't have to be consequential the way that, like, you're thinking of it. I feel like if someone, if Akeem did me dirty, I'm going to pull Akeem aside and be like, Akeem, this is how I'm feeling. But Girl, these she, are the goals of the conversation that I want to have with you. And, and this is the solution. I'll pull you aside, aside and I'll tap you on the shoulder. Because I don't think that like... Hey, you're, everything all right now? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think that like it's it's going to be so hard if you stay four years at Rollins and you don't have anyone to lean on. It's, no. it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. I feel like... And sometimes, once again, with that hurt, there comes a point in time where... We have to heal. Ooh. Are we healing or are you a healer? Mm. <laughs> that didn't sound too good. <laughs> it didn't. But we're going to move right over here. I like it didn't happen. <laughs> but what I'm saying is I feel like sometimes, especially too, with these institutions and that the hurt that we go through here, a lot of people like to just sit in that hurt. And once again, I understand that there's different types of hurt and different types of things that go on in people's yes. lives. And, you know, it can be a lot sometimes, but there's a point in time where you have to stand up. Girl, more than stand up. There's a point in time where you have to stand up for yourself and fight for what you believe in. Right. Because I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not going to keep, I'm not going to keep going through H-E double hockey sticks and stay in H-E double hockey sticks. No, not at all. Because why would I stop there if I, if I take one more step and get through that storm? Akeem with a quote. You know what I'm saying? But that's from Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey literally, <laughs> Steve Harvey literally said. You did said, not have to set your if, source on that one, if brother. If you are going through pain, let's just say pain right now. Okay. Why would you st- Why would you stop in pain? You know what I'm saying? A lot of y'all are doing that, though. I'm going to be real. And it's frustrating to see and frustrating to hear as someone who, who is actively a part of different organizations. And I turn to them not only for support, but like. For understanding when something traumatic happens, whether it's on campus or off campus, you're looking towards these different organizations to be a matter of support. It's hard. It's tough. It is tough. And it's just like. Hmm. We just we just have to learn how to take a stand and it's, it might and taking a stand for some people might not be taking a stand for like me and Cindy. It might not be barging into the president's office and being like. This is what I want. This is what I'm gonna get. It might not. It, it, you taking a stand might just be you going to classes every day. I and I and think we need to celebrate we, it, bro. And that's all we're asking for. That's it. You going to class every single day. You making an effort to like remain in community. Say hello to other Black people as they pass. Like attend an event or two. Stop by for two seconds. Say hello. Don't put yourself in isolation. Don't try to alienate yourself from the people who, at the end of the day will suffer because you're going through something too. Come on, come on, man. They ain't hearing us. Y'all hearing us out there? They're definitely hearing us. Come on. But, I mean, we're going on about, you know, division, but, like, we haven't even gotten to what it really is to be a black student at Rollins. So, referring back to the poll that we did yesterday, I'm going to read some of the responses and we'll comment on them together. So, the first person said, being black at Rollins feels like people telling me to cold switch. Another said, it feels like you're an outcast, but sometimes it's good to stand out. Another said, because there aren't many of us on campus, sometimes I feel like I don't belong here. Ooh. 
Another said, it's what you make it. It feels like I have to tolerate so much BS to let stuff slide or to enjoy myself. Someone else responded with the song Lonely by Akon. Someone wrote, it's draining. And then someone wrote, constantly unheard slash seen when my white peers are validated for much less. And we'll definitely and be we'll, tapping into we'll that last into comment. That, yeah. I got a lot to say about that one. And then we posed the question again this morning. And I really like this comment. Um, never noticed the complexion of my skin until I came here. I feel unnoticed most of the time. And another person wrote, sometimes isolating like in class, but other times I feel superior because I'm still black as H-E double hockey stick. But my favorite comment, I think that like sums up what being black at Rollins or even a PWI is for those who are non-Rollins attendees is they wrote, it's hard. I feel unseen or heard. Yeah, I think going on that part, a lot of times being black at Rollins, you are unseen and you are unheard. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know, it's just it's just hard sometimes just because when you do feel unseen, you do feel unheard, that you you become, you become like, not to say immune, but you become, you, you get to a point where it's just like, you're asking the question of why am I here? Mm-hmm. Or what is my purpose here? Mm-hmm. That's why you. That's why you see a lot of black students who go here transferring the next year, mm. or even trying to transfer the next semester. But then you have like the Rollins curse. But we'll get into that another day. The but, Rollins what curse? But um, <laughs> the Rollins curse is about the credits and how like because we're a liberal arts yeah, school, they don't it, it, it gets over. very complex. But you, we'll you talk a, about that next week. You're for a real. sophomore now. You're a freshman again. Anyways, you're a but, senior now. You back in high school. Right <laughs> for real. You ain't got no credits. <laughs> Maybe you 22 taking classes with a 15 year old, but <laughs> but um not for real. But it 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 gets hard, and some some days are very some days are better than others. Yes. But overall, waking up every day and seeing people that don't look like you, and mm-hmm. then seeing programming that doesn't fit where you're from or doesn't relate back to like where you're from, mm-hmm. or even having like social groups outside of outside of um like the cultural organizations mm-hmm. not be, truly being a home for you to like right. prosper or actually like develop and like grow in them or just it, or just even feel comfortable in them mm-hmm. it's, it gets hard because it's just like where do i go mm. where do we go from here where do we go from here i sit in my room and, that, and that's part of the reason why people be sitting in their rooms yes but we still have to build community but it it, it is very difficult sometimes can i say i don't personally this is cindy coming to Mike, coming to you all. I'm not asking any black student who goes to Rollins to act like this is going to be a home for them. What I am asking is that Rollins not necessarily feel like a home, but a place where you feel comfortable enough to put your head down, to wake up in the morning, to go to class, and to enjoy yourself while you're still here. Yeah. I don't think anything could ever be a home unless you're with the people that make it a home. And for some people, like they're very far away from like family, close friends. So I, I feel like that's a big responsibility for me to turn to someone who is coming into Rollins and be like, this is about to be your new home. OK, make it a home. I'm not asking you to do that, but I am asking you to do your best to give it a try. And I feel like even with me saying that, like it's still so hard. Because I hear stories about different freshmen just this year alone who have encountered so many things in the short couple of four months that they've been here. And it's like, again, it goes back to the original point. It's so easy to be like, 
Rollins. Like Rollins is the the is Rollins is who I'm mad at. But I stand ten toes down where I don't think it's Rollins that you're mad at. I think it's certain people, maybe a certain department person, maybe a certain administrator or administration that mm. you're upset about. Right. I, I want us to be okay enough by citing and saying their name. I think that too, but I think there comes a point to where Rollins as an institution becomes mm, culpable. Yeah, they they become like what's it called an accessory inside of like this situation. Oh when, my gosh, I have something for that. Just because of the fact that I mean, if we're if we're like, let's say right now, like we're pushing DEI in the mm-hmm. strategic plan. If there I are still that. if there's still people here in department chairs or the bar- or just professors in general mm-hmm. who are going against what we're what the strategic strategic mm-hmm. plan is and we're not holding them accountable, mm-hmm. Rollins does become a problem. It is mm-hmm. a part of the problem. No, so definitely. you can't say Rollins. So I think I think in that instance, because the school is acting as an right, accessory right, for, to Right, for sure. But at the same time, sometimes it can be like both of them. No, and I don't I don't I want to take a step back to make myself clear because y'all are not about to misquote me one. No, no, I, I understand what you're saying, and I completely agree with what you're saying. I but there think, are still times yes, where there are times in be, which yeah. we can say it's Rollins because Rollins acts as an accessory to promote and or support things that are not necessarily improving diversity, equity, and inclusion. We can say it's Rollins like that if we're talking about DEI, right? But there comes a time in which I think we also need to be able to say, I'm upset at X, Y, Z because so-and-so did this to me or treated me in this fashion. No, for sure. Or said department did this, this, this and have a history and legacy of doing so. That's what I want to empower individuals tonight with being able to do. Like call people out on their bull. If you were wrong, this is both coming from like peer to peer and like peer to, I'm a, a peer to like, institution that you're attending one and then two and then next i think going back to the comment about like validation from white peers i think this is where i stand ten toes down um of how rollins plays as an accessory so i'll reread the comment because i really 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 do resonate the person said constantly unheard slash seen when my white peers are validated for much less. So the question again was, how does being black at Rollins feel? Or like, what's your experience at Rollins what a great as a black way, student? What a great way to segue into the academic portion of right. black Rollins. There we go. I am so tired of having to overcompensate versus like, okay, to give background on both Akeem and I, Akeem's a double major with a double minor. I have a major and I have three minors. Like we both have involvement both in extracurriculars, like academic and like student orgs. So like we be everywhere to take on different things. And I don't think people realize like we're constantly trying to build ourselves to make sure that like we are up to par with what society, grad schools and like everyone else who's going to have to judge us are asking for like people don't realize like this is tiring i am tired like tired of the way wait, he treats big me. shout out big shout out to kelly but <laughs> but no i am tired i'm i feel like i'm over exhausting myself in order for in order for me to just be in the same room or in the same ball field as somebody who's a regular one major who goes out and drinks every other night. Right. See, porch, fins, don't hit a block every, at Beckham, Beckham. 
Now you know they ain't going to beach them. Brother, I saw a couple go, of them a couple weeks ago. They're going to shots. Anyway. Spats. At that. <laughs> but the thing about it yeah, is I like, saw y'all when I drove by to get McDonald's. Because it, it's just so disheartening at times. Like It's so, it's so funny that t- this morning I walked into my senior seminar class today. Mm-hmm. I won't tell you which one because he going to. <laughs> I already know which one. Anyways. But um, I walked into my senior seminar today, right? Mm-hmm. And but the teacher wasn't there yet. And so we were talking, I was talking with this boy, this boy started talking to me and he was like, oh, like, oh, you're still my president, right? I was like, yeah, da, da, da. He's like, oh, like, how are you? Just ask me a bunch of these questions. Mm -hmm. And then I don't want to say he had the audacity, but he had, not the nerve. He just. He had the nerve. He had the audacity. We call things out here, Akeem. It's the black oval. He had the audacity to ask me. He was like, oh, but so because you're the student body president, like, do the teachers treat you differently? (laughs) Brother, do do they? No, 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 no. He said, do they just like give you an A? Just give because, you an like, A. Just because you're still my president? I me. fight for my grades. Me. Absolutely not. If anything, they treat me worse. I was like, they expect more from me. Not even that. But like, because of the, one of the departments I'm in right now, where one of my majors is from, mm-hmm. child, that whole department right there. Mm. We're not going to get into that one. Child, we can. Real I mean, bad. if you want to. Real bad. But I mean, you like I said, tonight's if... To make sure that everyone feels empowered, you need to be able to call them out. And you need Let's to be able to out. say the, the department name. I'm not going to say the name, but I'm two ah. ma- <laughs> I'll just tell You're you, I have it. two majors, political science and philosophy. You take a guess. Send it to us on the Black Oval. Whoever wins, I give you a dollar. Right. And I will say Dr. Small is the head of the philosophy department, and I love Dr. Small. Anyways. There we go. <laughs> there we go. But that that department right there, like... Mm-hmm. First of all, one, I am the only black student graduating from that department. Yes. I'm actually the only black student graduating from both departments, which is kind of crazy. That's But cool. I'm That's the only cool. black student graduating in my cohort from that department. That's cool. And throughout the years, whether it be like the grade I'm getting in certain classes or the grade that I end up getting with, like, or the conversations that are held in class and the way it's handled when I talk versus when another person talks. Like, you, I can't tell you the amount of times where I've said an answer in class. And the teacher was like, mm, I don't, I don't, mm, you're, you're just missing the mark. And then you're almost there. And then my white peers, someone said, else. Right. And then my white peers say the same exact that thing team. I say, but maybe they might add a, however, in front of it. Bruv. And they're like, nonetheless, oh my gosh. Like, therefore, they're like, you're right on the mark hereafter. And it becomes disheartening. It becomes to the point, it gets to the point where I'm just like, I don't want to talk. Like literally, I don't want to talk in any of my classes anymore mm-hmm. just because of the fact that like, I know I'm going to be either a shot down mm-hmm. or B, I'm going to feel embarrassed inside of the class. Mm-hmm. And then it hurts my grade because then great participation is a part of your grade. But mm-hmm. every time I speak, you act like I'm not saying anything intelligent. And now I'm giving off that stereotype of black people being intelli- um wow. being dumb or unintelligent. Wow. Like I'm breaking it down. I've, I literally sit in my room and think about this just because I've dealt with it every single year in that department. Mm-hmm. Even for a fact, even one time we had, I had a 15 page, 12 to 15 page paper due. I wrote about 13 to 14 pages. I think it was 13 pages. I wrote 13 pages and off a topic that the teacher gave me, I mean, he basically sat there and broke everything down because I made him break it down for me mm-hmm. because I was like, I know how he gets. And I know I, I was like, I don't want no mess. I don't want no mess. So you give me the topic and tell me what you want, want to write about. I'm a great writer. I know I can write. I'm phenomenal at writing. I will say I, I'll, I'll bust my head up for this one because I know I know I can put a little tabby tap down. This man quite literally 
He gave me an 85 on the assignment. Me. Okay, cool, whatever. I was talking about um, Obama versus Trump and, like, the different things about their presidency mm-hmm. comparing the two. My white counterpart, he writes about one person, even though the teacher strongly suggested that we write about two people or three. And if we were going to write about one, it had to be really good. I see him afterwards, and I'm like, oh, what'd you get on your paper? He was like, oh, I got a 95. No, I got a 93. I was like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, that's so crazy to me. And this is all before I told him my grade. It's like, that's so crazy to me because I only wrote seven pages. Pause. I'm coming back in. I'm tapping back in. Seven pages. That's, it, it's the saying I heard that, like, white mediocrity is equivalent or equals more than black excellence. Like, and the fact that, like, that he did the bare minimum. One person, seven pages. One person, seven pages. You did 13 pages, two people, and met in office hours. And I know he didn't. Oh, absolutely not. And so the fact that, like, again, you're going above and beyond. Y'all know what I got to tell my professors every single time, like, a new semester starts? Hi, Professor XYZ, or hello, Dr. XYZ. I have to tell you this now before you start grading a little fancy. Um, If I am not connecting with the material, like, we're going to have to have a sit sit down one-on-one chat. I have to quite literally introduce myself in office hours, and I know that's the right thing to do, but I have to go in-depth and remind these people, do not play with me. Please. And I don't think that I have to tell you. I When I first started at Rollins, my second year, um, my spring semester, one of my professors tried to dub me down like I did not know what I was talking about. And the class is taught by a professor that everyone loves to hate. For good reason. I say that to say, the professor tried to act as if I did not understand, you know, the justice system, the marginalization, and the criminalization of black men and women, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, why are you telling me that, bro? Like, why are you making comments like, hmm, fact check if it's cited? I sit and stand as the vice chairperson of Academic Honor Council. Come on. Don't do me. Don't play One. 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 Two, why do I have to like meet? And at the time it was like virtual office hours. Why do I have to meet with you for you to go back and forth and then later up end up agreeing on the thing that was originally written? Chill. I don't get that. Chill. So the fact that like white students get to turn in the bare minimum and be mediocre. And I'm and like Akeem, Akeem says he's a great writer. I am a phenomenal writer. I am so good. I've been published not once, not twice, three times. So I stand firm she and has. I say. Like, I know what I'm talking about when I'm writing. So, like, when I get a low grade over a subject matter that I feel very passionate and, like, I did the research on, I'm looking at you sideways. And it's not to question your credibility as a professor because I would never. You got a PhD in this, love. Me? I'm pushing on tooting on with my little BA. So, like, I respect you. I respect your profession. And I respect the passion that you have. Come on. However. However. If there's a class of 15 students. And there's one black student. And we're writing about a black topic in particular. And you have the audacity to question me and my experience. I'm going to look at you funny. And then I'm going to call you out. And then guess what? I'm going to come after you in evaluations. Why? Because I don't have anything to lose. Whether I take you again or not. 
But not everyone has the privilege of saying that. And it reminds me of you. Like you're with the same professors the whole time. That's what I was going to say. In I, my majors and my minors, I get to, well, in my major and my minor, I get to pick around. Like I have more leeway. Yeah. So I can have a bad experience once and I don't have to pick, I don't have to take a class with them again. Even if they're teaching a class I need, like I can f- figure out a course substitution. Yeah, no, but no. you're limited. And I feel like that is a setup for you as a black student. Oh, no, for sure. Just just thinking about, like, the way with the same teacher. I've had to take that teacher, I think, I took that teacher twice. And literally, if I didn't finagle my way into one of the classes I'm in right now, I would have had to take him again the, another time this semester just because of the fact that they're so, they're so, it's so limited in the um, in that department. And there's so many people who went on sabbatical, yada, yada. And then let, let, let's get into, like, course evaluations. It's, it becomes like hard, especially for, for me specifically with my case, to like tell in the course evaluations, oh the teacher's race, teacher's racist, or the t- <laughs> or the teacher shows bi- bias or is discriminatory or has prejudice. It, anyway, anything in that ballpark, just because of the fact that me being one of the only black students in that class, if they, when they're reading that, they're already going to assume that it came from me. Even if one of my white peers, one of my white allies, saw the way I was being treated. Or saw like the things that were mm. happening to me, mm. and we're like, "Oh, I don't like the way this teacher um, is handling certain things, or is racist, or discriminatory, or blah 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 blah." Mm-hmm. It would still look like it came from me, even right. if it didn't come from me, just because you're the I'm, only black, I'm one the in only the room. black person in the room, or I'm one out of two, and the other person. They're probably like their mentee or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like somebody that's close to them, or like they have a great relationship. Yeah. Not even that. But it just, it just gets hard. And I don't know, even with, and specifically in that department too, like this past year, like every every single year I'm in that department, I get snubbed a grade. And let me not get into No, I'm well, going no to get we're going to get into it because, because it bothers me. As someone who is protective of GPA, and I don't care what anyone has to say, like it, it matters when like you are applying for grad and you're looking at the, you're talking to the admission counselors and they're like, yeah, like on average, our students have 3.9s. Right. 4.0s, 4. billions. And to know that like you're looking at your GPA and what's reflecting back isn't the, it's not necessarily because of you, your work ethic That's at all. That's what I'm saying. But because like, someone's allowed mm, their bias to child, blind to the way in which they're teaching, the way in which they're grading. Because like right now I'm dealing with like you know law school applications and yes. that, and it's like how do how do I like finagle in there some way somehow that this isn't my GPA doesn't define me because of all the things I've had to go through mm-hmm. at this institution because mm-hmm. of the certain departments I'm in. I'm telling you, if you look at my degree works, I was looking at it the other day. If you look at my degree works and you see where my lowest GPA comes from, it's from it goes from it, it goes from three point three to a three point I think like three point eight. Mm-hmm. The three point eight is in ethics. And then uh, like a three point seven in um, philosophy and African American studies, mm-hmm. or three point I think it's three point yeah three point seven African American studies. And the philosophy philosophy was like a three point seven, but last semester we're not gonna get to that. That 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 was on me. That was on me. yeah. That semester <laughs> definitely went, that was on me now. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm t- I'm saying but like and but when it comes from that specific, I'm at a three point three in that department. I literally have gotten one A. I I have never gotten an A in that department. The highest grade I've gotten was A minus. And I'm telling you, especially for like specific classes, there's no reason why there's certain I'm in classes with certain people and they're like, oh, this professor is so easy, yada, yada, yada. Like they always give out A's. I have yet to get a single A in that class. And it's and, not like you're producing bad work. And 
I will give you, I'll show you my work. I will show you. I'll, what do you think I'll, I turned in for these writing samples? I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give right. you a document real quick. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like, I'm not getting that same benefits that they're getting. None and at all. Even though I'm putting in, not, I don't even say sometimes, I, I won't lie, I'm not always putting in twice the work. As, I'm not always putting in twice as much work just because it becomes, t- why am I going to put in twice as much work? When you already know the outcome. And I'm, already know, I'm already knowing I'm still going to get a B plus in the class or yeah. A minus in the class. It's discouraging. And, and even to the point, like even last semester, I got an A on every single assignment. On my midterm, on every single paper mm-hmm. I turned in, this I, get I got an A. And then all that was left was my final, which I talked about a subject I'm passionate about. Talked about talked about race. Come on, let's just you call met with you met with them in office I hours. Met with the, you know what's so funny? I met with I met with the lady because I was like, you know what? I don't want her once again. I don't want her to play with me. I don't want anything to be wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't want her to like try to call me call, call me dumb or whatever. Mm-hmm. And because I already knew that, like, I already, I already know how she gets. I was like, okay, let me just go to office hours, whatever. Mind you, this is this is the professor that everybody says, oh. They uh, give out A's. They give out A's. Met with them, da da da. And I'm basically like, oh, I was like, oh, hey, have you read my project proposal? Like, da da da. And they're like, oh, yeah, I, I have. Remember, I commented back on it. That wasn't my project proposal. Because then I was like, oh, I didn't see it. Uh, and they pulled it up. And they're like, yeah, oh, because you were talking about uh, critical race theory, right? And I was like, yeah, I was going to talk about that. But, um, and how, like, whatever. And come to find out, I literally allowed this lady and this is how I know that the person didn't read it just because of the single fact that everything that they told me to write about was everything I told them I was writing about in my project proposal mm-hmm. quite literally word for word I was like I, I said that I mean I sat in that office for 30 minutes mm-hmm. listening listening to the redundant information because I was just like I don't need this person to play with my grace I need this A yeah just for them to give me a B plus yeah and I got an A on every single assignment. I don't care. Even if I would have got a, a 75 on that, on that paper, there's no way I get an A on every single assignment. My grade goes down all the way to a B plus. And I don't want to hear Like, it, it doesn't make any sense why you have a 96 in focus. Well, sorry, focus. In Canvas. And then. And the thing about it is they don't, they don't even use, like, percentage. They just put A. And that's the problem. They just put A. And it got to the point, like, last semester, I emailed them because I was like, oh, hey, what about my grade? Like. I saw that you put my grade as this. Like, I, I just want to know what the problem is. Mm-hmm. They never emailed me back. And I was already dealing with so much over uh, Christmas break that yeah. I literally did not have the capacity to reach out again and try to, like, fix this or, like, try to see what I need to do or try to reach the different people I, that I needed to reach to. And right now, I'm dealing with law school applications, mm-hmm. so I can't even handle that as as in the way I want to. But trust, it will get handled. That grade will be changed. Right. I, don't, I don't care to what lengths I have to go because there's quite literally no way that that's happening mm-hmm. whatsoever. Even if I got a B, if I got a B plus on that, my grade should at least have been an A minus. At the lowest. At the And that's the lowest. At the lowest. I'm, when I say I'm tired of these people playing with me, like I've literally dealt with this every single year. That same man that in, in that department that gave me, uh that gave me the 85 and the boy 92 on the paper on my midterm quite literally gave me a 76 and then I went to go talk to him because he was like, oh, you didn't answer this question right. And I showed him how I answered it right. You just didn't You just didn't write in a way that you wanted it to be answered. But my answer was still correct based off of what you gave me. Right. And he, he boosted my grade up to 80. And see, that's the thing. Like, that's where I personally get upset because I feel like that's where professors get do me wrong is that you give me the vision that you want to do. I meet with you in office hours and I let you know, like, hey, I'm not and understanding. Hey, I'm struggling. Hours. 
And no, and I told you, I give everybody the same spiel at the beginning of every semester. I will let you know if I like you or not. And let me tell you, so far, everyone's good. I don't know if I can say that for the rest of the semester, but so far, everybody's good. But in the past, like the fact that I've had to sit down with the professor and be like, you know, I'm never taking another class with you or tell my advisor, like, I can't take a, a class with so-and-so professor because like I know how they get. What is that? That's what I'm saying. And then I go on like, what, rate my professor and everybody agrees with you? I no. know rate my professor is not the most valid source, okay? We could say that. But like, it, I, I believe personally, if a collective is complaining, <laughs> we need to be tuning in. That's what I'm saying. And like, I don't really talk about the department no more because they, they irritate me. Let's not give but, them the energy. Oh, no, 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 no. I won't. And it's so funny because the department head last year asked me, oh, how are you enjoying this department? And I was like, well, I can't tell you right now. I'll tell you when I graduate. Yeah. Because I, I can't tell you now because that's you your home, your grade. That's your homeboy down that, that, Two offices down, that's your homeboy. Right. Boy. Y'all go out for and dinner. What, y'all go out for dinner. Y'all's at Panulo's y'all have play, at my spot. Y'all got play dates with y'all doggies. Right. Like, <laughs> so like if I'm telling if I'm Eating telling you this parm. you the fettuccine Alfredo was strong <laughs> y'all trying to get some after scrum I mean mm-mm. I mean I do oh wait I'm on duty anyways really yeah it's kind of yeah. sad I can sneak you a little something yeah parm. bring me something back I'll, I'll, I'll catch up you oh for real mm-mm. on your car but, um, <laughs> yours anyways uh-huh. but, but, Apple Bay now. but real quick before we end tonight let's talk about I not, have a fun not, fact what's a fun fact so I found out today that a former president of Rollins is a part of the founders for the NAACP. Who? Hamilton Holt. I know. And that's when and I, I had Holt to drop this. Is... I had to drop this. Hold on. I have to drop it. Y'all know why we don't have a football team anymore, right? Why? Because they're so racist. <gasps> Y'all don't know? Okay, I'm gonna give you the story in like less than two seconds. Is this what you read in the archives? This is what I read in the archives, and oh it bothered gosh. me all day. I'm gonna give you all a team. Okay, so there was you. a game mm-hmm. um, with Ohio Wesleyan. It's a school up in Ohio, and they already had an integrated team. Rollins, everybody was white on their team, but Ohio had one black player. And to keep tensions neutral, Hamilton Holt was like, nah, bro, we can't play, we can't play. We can't play, we, we can't play with them. That's what Hamilton Holt said. After every, there was so much uprage, the coach at Ohio Wesleyan, he was mad, he was mad. Hamilton was like, I'm so sorry, I should have never done that. Because Hamilton Holt was quite literally known as being the president that was always for the blacks. Zora. Neil. Mc, yes, Zora. Uh-huh. McLeod. Like, he was always for them. McLeod? McLeod. Sorry, Bethune Cook. BCU? Okay. <laughs> you know. Yes, and so. Anyways. It, wait, it, wait, wait. it sounds me. Wait. Repeat that. So, basic. So. There was supposed to be a football game. Hold versus, on, I'm not even giving you the full the full tee. Versus, oh, versus oh. a team that had a black player. Oh. Florida at the time weren't you, we're still a very conservative state, but Rollins itself said that we're not playing. Hamilton Holt was like, we're we can't play. But, but against not, Ohio Wesley. Not because he's black. Not because oh we don't want to play against him because he's black. But because things are gonna get too dicey if we do, right. and it's gonna look bad on our school. So he chose to protect the image of Rollins. And then in a press conference after, he was like, I regret it. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, he kept talking about it up until, you know, his passing. So This was the, in the archives? And, th- this is, and the reason why this is so prevalent is because we don't have an NAACP chapter here at Rollins. Yet, one of our former presidents was a founding member. We are running out of time. It is already 8 o'clock. But... I mean, you're right. Hold on. We got two more minutes. Yeah. I want to say this to end off. That mm-mm, like, mm-mm. oh, don't end off yet. Not yet. Okay, okay. The tea's getting good. The reason why, 
the reason why this is so pressing is because like when you look at history and like legacy and what it means for Rollins, it's crazy. Like he did something to protect the image of the school, right? Mm-hmm. And he regretted it shortly after. And a lot of people and and on paper, the reason why we don't have a football team is that it was too expensive to support them traveling and moving. Child. But like, that's not what the archives was telling me. The archives were saying it's because the of archives were saying the racial tensions were just getting too bad, and as teams became more and more integrated, oh, we couldn't play. Who were we gonna play with? Because it would have got too heated. It would have gotten too heated. Mm-mm. So Some ultimately, that for real. yeah, ultimately, it's like right after the Ohio and Wesleyan scandal. Oh lord, yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, Holt talks about that too. He was like, you know, it's not going to be safe for the the black football player um, mm-hmm. to come from Ohio Wesleyan to come down here. It was a whole thing. But the fact that he was a founding member for the NAACP, the National Association of the Advancement for Colored People, brother, like, <laughs> that's crazy to me. That's yeah. crazy. And you know, I was going to talk about what being black from like the staff side, but we got to say that for episode four Mm-mm. because some of y'all be trying. Ooh, this one person. I'm turning my bike off. You know what? I'll, I'll say just a quick little story. Then. Okay. Just a quick little tidbit. So when I first got here, <laughs> so when I first got here, I was, um, I, so I'm on a scholarship, Rosen Scholar, whatever. So I have the an advisor. Rosen. I have an advisor. So before it was just Miss Tisa. Before, right now it's just Miss Tisa. But before it was only Miss Tisa, there was also somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so. You probably watching this right now. He might be. So there was one day one day he called me to the office, you know, just trying to check in, da da da. And he's like, Oh, ask me how I'm doing, da da da. And this was like the first week of school. And I was like, Oh, I'm doing good, everything's fine, yada yada yada. And he's like, Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, what do you think about getting involved in? And y'all know me, I'm a visionary. So I want I wanna do everything. I, I at one point I wanted to join the cross. So I was like, like Oh now is not the time <laughs> to reflect on the past. I was screaming. So um so I was like, Oh yeah, I'm joining SGA, Hall Council. I'm gonna be I'm gonna do BSU and like okay. some some other stuff too. Yeah. And so I would never forget the man looked at me and he said, You know, you know your scholarship has a GPA requirement. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, okay, like what is it? Me, I'm thinking like a 3.0, 3.5. Really? I'm thinking 3.8 the way he's talking. The way he's talking. Like, I'm like, oh, I can't even get I can't even get an A minus the way he's looking, <laughs> looking at me. What type of school is this? Right. You what, know, this is the Rollins College in Water Park, Florida. What type of scholarship I signed up for? <laughs> <laughs> Did I sign my name on that? But <laughs> come get it. <laughs> Damn you. Yep. Are you at? I'm just playing. But you know. You, that's not H U. That's thank you. Okay. But yeah, so quick Big shout out to all the Howard listeners out there. And so he Ison. was shout out to anyways. So yeah, <laughs> he was telling me he was like, "Oh, um yeah, you know, your your scholarship requires a GPA. Like there's a GPA requirement." And I was like, "What's a GPA?" Right. What he say? What he say? This man looked me dead in my face and said, "A 2.5." <laughs> I said, Ooh, "Sorry if my laugh just busted your eardrum, bro." It was in that moment where, I knew. And usually like y'all know me, I'm home. I'm I'm like usually the the Akeem y'all know probably would have been like, oh, okay, thank you for letting me know, yada yada. Oh nah, humble Akeem left the building that day. I said, oh, what Akeem say? Oh you, you must you must not have read my resume. Mm-hmm. A a a two point a two point five babe. A two point five. No. And I'm not saying I know some for some people it's hard to get that, and that's and just we're giving of, grace to those we're situations. Giving, we're giving grace in those situations, but I'm not that. That's but, not me. Check my resume. And it's check. like. 
You was there for my interview. Don't don't play a two point. But it's a full ride scholarship. Of course, you had to be of some type of grandeur. You be know, at a certain caliber to be able to have one of those. I don't know what type of people y'all had in the past, but that's not me. Exactly. Baby, ask my high school about me. What what did ask he the, say? I'm him. Stop playing with me. Ugh, you one of those, huh? <laughs> T- today I am. Because how dare you? How dare you sit there and tell me, oh, it's a 2.5. I'm telling you. But like, and once again, I may. Be, no, I'm not being overdramatic. Because there's so I don't many, believe in that. We need a dead that word if you, i'm telling you if y'all were there that day the man i'm telling you like i'm so excited about everything i want to do da, da, da. and i know sometimes like people have this oh you don't want your high school students to rush into something because they're like yeah. because oh it's a different level da, 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 da. like even my there was one professor i had she li- she literally told me sat there because i was telling her how like i write essays the d- the night before mm-hmm. they're due and she was like oh that's not gonna work with me hmm. it's gonna have to work huh? i was like what do you mean she's like oh when you write essays here, like if I can tell if you write them the night before. And when I I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Whatever. Every essay I wrote for her, I was like, you know what? Let me write it two days before, just just because I know how you're gonna get it so I can double check it. She never gave me a hundred on any of my essays. But every, so many people in that class got a hundred on their essays. To the point where and this is my freshman year, to the point where it like it had me thinking, I was just like, Well, dang, can I not really write da da da? I went to a writing class that next semester. How to write, I mean, like, how to write, like, seven-page papers freshman year. I'm getting 95s. I, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i acing these essays, writing them the night before. And I'm just like, well, dang, did this lady have something against me? Because, like, that was, like, that was some play-play class that I did it in that I, I had to write two days beforehand. But I'm writing papers the night before and not even proofreading that much, and I'm still getting 95s. I'm getting A's. <laughs> Why are you playing? Like, why do y'all insist to play with us? Like, like I said, I I'm in a new era right now. Where like I don't have to prove myself to anyone because like my work will speak for itself. And that's what I had to learn because regardless, at the end of the day, when y'all look at this end of the year portfolio or the end of your uh, college career portfolio, you gonna see my work speak for itself. I'm a King Maurice Mitchell. Stop playing with me. What college career portfolio? Oh, so for like when I. <laughs> so, I'm for, like, is this from, an assignment we need for graduation? <laughs> no, no, no. From from my majors, uh, from my majors, uh, I have to like do a portfolio. <laughs> really? Yeah, with oh, all like cute. all this work, so like I have to turn it in. Yeah. Oh, it's, that's it's, it's cute. A whole thing. But even though, <laughs> we don't do that over here on this side of town. But yeah, like you said, at the end of the day, our work speaks for itself, and our name speaks for itself. So there, and my resume long. So she stayed talking. I mean, hey, two pages. As we are closing this episode. One thing we will say is that being black Irons, yes, we do know it can get difficult. And yes, mm-hmm. we do know it can be hard, mm-hmm. but it is not impossible. Why not a key? Because even though some days the sun won't shine, that's why we always love tomorrow. And that's tomorrow too with Glorilla. <laughs>